She's a good pup, 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 pup. Teeny pup. Oh, we're live. Oh, dear God. That was beautiful. <laughs> Welcome to episode 138 of Land Party. Almost at 140. 140, Almost oh my at gosh. 140. And then, before you know it, we'll be at 150 and closer to 200, which is insane. 150. 150. For those of you just tuning in who may not have heard us before, I am Antonio. I'm Will. Oh, I'm Tristan. <laughs> and uh, we're here kicking it to you live early on a Saturday morning, which is different from our typical record schedule. Uh, but we're trying it out because I think that coffee time is the best time, even though Tristan disagrees with the premise that coffee is lifeblood. Coffee uh, is, it is toxic sludge that just serves one purpose. It's a very and efficient, that is to make effective purpose. It does. We discussed that last episode. We learned a whole bunch. I mean, this is coming from the guy who also hates guacamole. So, yeah. Tristan, so he's got something wrong with his and taste buds. To look like boogers. <laughs> like Tris, I love you, but you're nah, so wrong about you're that, man. It's wrong so about, good. We should just get you a plate of a bowl of guac and a cup of coffee. I don't think yeah. that, like, even if you like both of those things, they probably don't go very well together. I w- well, actually, with like uh, huevos rancheros, you could have some guac on the side and a cup of coffee, and that'd be pretty good. Mm-hmm. I mean, Eggs with black beans and salsa and guac. I'll take your word. Dude, it's mad good. When we were in the Dominican Republic, Mexican breakfast. we had uh, rice and beans with like pork every morning, and they also had jalapeno poppers, which was really weird, but hmm. I got used to it pretty quickly. I mean, that's fun. We did miss bacon, though. Bacon is mad good. I'm not going to lie. We came home and had so much bacon the day we got how back. Much, how much bacon do you eat? It's just the fact that we had breakfast like every normal, day and didn't have bacon. All right, like a man? normal amount, dude. Like every day. It's not a, it's not a problem. Don't say it's a problem. It's not yeah, a problem. Yeah, it's not a problem. You know what we just had today? I made uh, egg sandwiches and we put on a bacon aioli, yeah. which was delicious. Holy, actually, that sounds amazing. It's basically just maple syrup bacon bits and uh, uh, bleh, mayonnaise all mixed together. She got it when she was visiting a friend, and like uh, they went to this little farmer's market type, type deal. Picked it right on up. Mmm, it's tasty. So, good morning. This is actually kind of fun. I'm actually sort of kind of into this. What have you guys been playing? Because uh, I have been playing some stuff. Finished some stuff. <laughs> what'd you What'd you finish, Tony? I beat YS8 Lacrimosa of Donna. Oh, yeah. Uh, according to my Switch, I probably put like 60-some hours into it. Um, here's the thing. Towards the end, the difficulty spike was kind of ridiculous. Uh, and I was kind of – I was not into it, so I bumped the difficulty setting down a bit because I was like – to me, it, it was kind of annoying because I feel like I put so much time into the game. I shouldn't have such a like really hard time towards the end, so I didn't care. I bumped down right. the difficulty a bit and finished it. Uh, and then I, was, I wasn't very satisfied with the ending. Mm. And then I found out that it's one of those games that has a couple endings. And if you want the true, true ending, oh. you need to have a reputation. Because you get a reputation with each uh, castaway. Mm-hmm. So you need like 200 reputation. 
and I have no idea what I had, but it probably wasn't that because I wasn't really doing side quests for them all that much. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of like, well, I really don't feel like jumping back in at this point to do random little side quests. So uh, I just looked up the ending and watched it on YouTube. Uh, and that ending was uh, was pretty good. So, yeah, big fan of that. Nice, man. That sounds like fun. Yeah. I doubt um, you do have that uh, true ending potential, but I guess if you're going to go back, that'll be something for later. Uh, well, it's neat because they unlocked a like a new game plus. It unlocks a level 99 dungeon. I'm level like 70-something. Um, and it unlocks something else, which I can't remember. But you can start new game plus and roll in with your, your gear and stuff. Um, I also picked up Chasm. How is that? I've heard mixed things. Uh, I, I remember some people just don't like the way that it controls at all. So he, I don't, the guy you play as, the character you play as, feels kind of floaty. Um, and here's the thing. If I maybe hadn't played Hollow Knight this year, maybe I'd like it a little more. But the problem is this game, the more that I look at it and kind of study it, it feels a little generic. I'm running in the same couple enemies, um, and there's just no atmosphere. And the whole time I'm playing mm. it, because it's you know the same Metroidvania style, I'm just like, man, I could be playing Hollow Knight, which is all about mood and atmosphere. And, and it's so good. It's so good. And that's kind of where I'm at. I'm, I'm, it's not a bad game, but... What's that? That's my cat being a baby. <laughs> what? Whoa. My God. Um, she's got to go. Yeah, no, she doesn't have to go. She's just annoyed because no one's out here but me casting. Anyway. She's ready. Uh, ready for love. Yeah, okay. So, I don't know. That's kind of where I stand. Like, it's not a bad game. It's a good game. Should you get it? I'd recommend if you're looking for a Metroidvania, 100% get Hollow Knight first. Yeah, and for $10, it's like... Why would you not well, get it, this game? That's the thing. Uh, Hollow Knight's also half the price. Yeah. This game starts at 20 which isn't a bad price. I'm not knocking so, the price. As somebody who's played all three, if you had to... What was, it? what was the third one? If you had to choose between one to play, would you go with Hollow Knight, Chasm, or uh, Dead Cells? Oh, I didn't even know we were talking about Dead Cells. Um... Well, as a, as a Metroidvania platformer, he's yeah. asking, it's what's the uh, best for bang for the buck? I, I was going to throw Celeste into that, but I feel like Celeste is a that's Celeste a, more sort of a must buy anyway. That's a tough. That's a tough one because Hollow Knight. Hollow Knight is just amazing all the way around, but Dead Cells is really, really good. I think Dead Cells might be better if you're looking for something where you get a little more instant gratification, and I think where you're building your character. And your abilities up a little faster. Mm. Um, and you want something that's definitely a little more fast-paced. Because I feel like Hollow Knight, and you could correct me if, if you think I'm wrong, Well, I feel like Hollow Knight is a little more exploratory. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when shit hits the fan, like it hits the fan. Right. But it's not as action-packed of a Metroidvania as a Dead Cells. Um, so they're two very different things. I, I, I suggest both. Like I can't really suggest one of the over, over the other because they're kind of two different Metroid experiences, Metroidvania. Right. Um, I really like both. Now, out of the two of them, I've played a lot more Hollow Knight, if that says anything. But the problem was Dead Cells came out and then a bunch of other games came out after it. And it's just like there's too many games. There's just way too many games. There are a lot of games. But if you're if you're looking for like a fast-paced one, I would say pick up uh, 
pick up Dead Cells. If you want something that's atmospheric and really kind of hammers home exploring, I would say pick up Hollow Knight. And if story. You, if you want something that has a really good story and really good characters, both of you will disagree, but I would say... Um, oh my god, I forgot the name of the game. Wow. Really uh, it. it's, good. it's a good game. Oh my god. Well, anyway, <laughs> that's annoying. It's the game. Stella, what? Oh, she's laying right next to me. What a brat. Uh, it's the it's the game that uh, Danny and I loved that Will didn't. Oh my god. Why can I not think of it? What's the. Um... Uh, you've got the guy with the jetpack. Uh, the jetpack. Anyway, I'll, I'll come to it later. Um, Can you describe a little more of the. It was the game that had really good animation and grass. This is really descriptive, Tony. Yeah, I, I know. Hold on. I'll look it up then. Yeah, anyway. Just, just describe the, the gameplay. Crash, what happened to it's, the game? It's like, I don't, it's like a Metroidvania-style game. There's like Sky Pirates in it. Oh, you're talking Owlboy? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, Owlboy's really good. Yeah, you're right. I didn't like that as much. Yeah, I know you didn't. Yeah. I don't know why I cannot think of the li- name for the life of me. Anyway, <laughs> so yeah, two different takes. I recommend both. Depends on what style you're looking for. Um, I also played Dragon Quest XI, as mm-hmm. you guys uh, so lovingly um, discussed on the cast last week. I traded in my Spider-Man without beating it. Spoda bro. Uh, which everyone that I talked to is like floored that I would do that. And I was like, yeah. listen, it's a really good game. I can see why people love it. I just, uh, I just didn't care to finish the story. I was too busy doing side missions. I don't know. Um, maybe I'll pick it up when it's on Super Sale one day, like a PlayStation you, Flash Sale. Do you want to acquire my copy for Super Sale, <sighs> or are you needing a break from it right now? Which is maybe I, I I think the thing is like I think the thing is right now I'm I'm playing Dragon Quest. I'm really into Starlink, which I'm going to get into. Mm-hmm. I guess we could all get into later. Yeah, let's hold off on that. And well, well Star Starlink can be like after after yeah. news talk. Right. Yeah, um, we've all been playing Starlink. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think if I were to play something next, I would probably take you up on Laura Croft, Tomb Raider. Oh yeah, it's wrap fair. up wrap up that trilogy. Yeah, and that's reasonable. I'm 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 debating keeping it because of the DLC options, but I'm also like, mm, you know, there's gonna be other stuff, and I also want to play through Starlink, and I also want to yeah. play through whatever else. Like, yeah, yeah. I know myself, and I know my attention span isn't long enough to. <laughs> withstand all the dlcs unless i hang on to it but i don't know that i need to hang on to it you know what i'm saying yeah so i'm liking dragon quest 11 uh mm-hmm. there's a lot of story to it a lot of cutscenes. um i'd never really played a main series dragon quest game before um because as far as i know most of them haven't come west except for that one for 3ds i think it was like the remake of eight um yeah was it eight yeah the only one that hasn't come west right now is 10. Oh really? Oh, okay. Well, I just I don't know. I'd never played them really. Um, yeah. But I liked Builders a lot, and I always wanted to play it. The art style is gorgeous. Uh, yep. It looks really good. Um, as far as the pro goes, it's one of those games where it upscales to 4K with the checkerboard rendering, and when you're out in like the grasslands, because there's so much detail in the individual grass, it's, it's going to sound dumb to say, but like when you're moving the camera quickly, mm-hmm. like there's a noticeable amount of blur and it's kind of annoying. Whereas if, if you, tr- if you drop it to 1080p, it looks better because it doesn't have that checkerboard rendering because the checkerboard rendering just can't keep up with that amount of movement with that amount of like individual blades of grass, I guess. So it looks 
it kind of stutters a bit. Um, not frame rate, but just like the grass. I don't know. It's weird. Um, I I would like if in the game I had the option to change to 1080p, like a performance and a graphics mode. Instead, you have to hop out to the main menu of the PS4 and you know force it to do 1080p and turn off super sampling. But the good thing is you don't have to reboot the game to do that. It'll just automatically do it at the system level. Um, but the game's pretty good. Um, it's it's all voiced with like you know British voice actors and stuff, right? Which is is funny. I just think it's funny that that's usually what ends up happening mm-hmm. um, when they bring you know a lot of those games over. Uh, he as as far as like the way the character feels, he feels. I, I, I don't know. You could tell me if this is the way it was in some of the other games you played, Tris, but he feels kind of stiff. Like, and he just, he, it's like he glides. Like, he doesn't feel like he's running. It feels like he's gliding. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. His his physics feel kind of weird. But the weirdest thing to me is in battle mode, you can change the camera options. So you can have it where it's a normal battle cam, where it's like, you know, kind of over the shoulder, and then it does the cuts each time you make a... a uh, move, you know, like a regular R, uh, JRPG. But then you can also do like a free roam camera where it'll put a like sphere, uh, like, a, a, like a fence kind of around you and the, and the enemies. And you can just run, you, you, you can just make a character run around all over the place. But it seems weird because it's not an action RPG. So like you can run all over the place, but you're still going to get hit if they make. Right. A move, even right. if you're not lined up to them and you're behind them. So I kind of don't get the point of having the free roam camera since it's not a action RPG. It right. felt really weird. And at, by default, it, it keeps that setting enabled. So I'm running around like, oh, I guess it's like an action RPG now, like kind of like uh, uh, some of the other games. I was like, okay, well, that's cool. And right. then I was like, why am I still getting hit? And I'm like <laughs> – Oh no! It's a traditional JRPG. You can just run around, which doesn't really do anything. I don't know. You would prefer you would prefer it if it was more of like a traditional, like uh, random encounter. No, uh, I just I would prefer it. It's just weird to me that it's they give you like the control of an action RPG, mm-hmm. but it's not. It's just really weird. Um, so I switched the camera back to a regular JRPG battle style camera. Just because it makes better? it well, it makes sense for that kind of game because it's a turn-based game, right? So why not have them all line up like normal if it doesn't matter where I run anyway? I don't know. It's just really weird. Um, but I don't mind it being, you know, you know, uh, like a turn-style game. That's fine, mm-hmm. right? So uh, that is what I've been playing a lot with Starlink, which we will get into a yeah. little later. What about you guys? Uh, what have you been playing? Oh, all right. Uh, I have been playing um, Starlink, which we're going to talk about. Uh, I've also been playing True Fear Forsaken Souls Part 1, which is a uh, spooky point-and-click adventure. Uh, it came out on the eShop a while ago. I don't think it's uh, very expensive. It's pretty. It's, it was pretty heavily discounted when I picked it up. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it, at most it's like 10 bucks, but I think it's even less than that. Um, but the Forsaken Souls game apparently is one in a trilogy, mm. and only the first one has come to Switch so far, but it sounds like the other two will come, and it has a demo, it's got a nice playable demo. The concept is you are a young woman who is looking for 
her sister who has gone missing and sort of hasn't spoken to her in the last 10, 15 years. Uh, and you finally, you get like a letter from her saying, come find me at this address. And you go there and then uh, nobody's at the address and it's like all broken down and shit's falling apart. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, typical spooky horror mm-hmm. stuff following you in the hallways. But it's really interesting and it has these great cutscenes that sort of cut away from the gameplay when you make big discoveries. Uh, and the cutscenes are decently well animated enough that it's it's actually pretty freaky. And the, the atmospheric music is great. The uh, the puzzles are not overly complicated, but they're complicated enough to make it feel like you are making progress and you are invested in continuing to make progress. What is this for? Uh, it's for Switch. I believe it is also for Steam, um, PC, and Mac. Mm. I don't think I've seen it on any other consoles. It has nice touch panel controls, so you could play it um, by touching the display, or you can use the Joy-Cons to move around and open stuff and use the LR buttons to move your items around. Um, but it's solid. I mean, I, I'm not typically into point-and-clicks, but mm-hmm. it is a really good one, and I do recommend it if you're interested in a spooky atmospheric game that is about puzzle-solving and sort of unlocking the mystery of the, the world that you inhabit. I was... Uh, I was actually interested to hear you talk about this because I noticed yeah. yesterday that you were playing that game when you were online on Switch, and I'm like, yeah. I'm surprised he's not playing like something else. Something else, especially, no, I know. especially like uh, uh, on Dark Starlink Souls. available or Dark Souls launch day. Yeah, man, I, I was pulled into it, and I was interested in it because it was much cheaper than going for an Outlast title, and I figured that That's I could fair. withstand the horror aspects <laughs> of a point and click better than the horror aspects of Outlast, which uh, Outlast are just like is terrifying. completely insane. I'm such a baby. I can't do it. I want to do it, but I know that I can't do it. And, and that's why I've held off on buying it for switch. Cause I just know that I'll, I'll play something else after I get too scared every 20 minutes. Um, but it's really good. And I, I, I do recommend it. Um, play the demo. The demo is free and it's like a good 30 minutes of demo time. Um, and then that will port over to the main game if you buy the main game after, which is what hooked me because I got all the way through the demo and I was like, okay, but I kind of need to understand what's happening. So I'm going to get the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was effective. Uh, um, True Fear Forsaken Souls Part 1. 2 and 3 are available. They're out as far as I'm aware on Steam. I just don't think they've come to Switch yet. Let me quickly verify that while I talk about the next thing. Um, True Fear. Part two is available. Uh, three is still in production, it sounds like. Okay. Um, I also went back to Celeste for a little while because I was watching a speed run in which a guy completed Celeste in under 35 minutes, um, which I don't know if you know anything about Celeste, but that is insane. Like That, that, is, seems... a, that is a bonker speed run. Wow, um, fast. And... Uh, I didn't really understand how he was doing it, but I think he put it on assist mode um, to give him sort of unlimited stamina to run through it, mm-hmm. which I guess in a speed run is theoretically fine. Um, so it's not like a, a clean run, but it is one where he's got extra boosts and can move through it. And he did really exceptionally well. So I can inspire to go back into Celeste, and it turns out that my skills are super rusty. Uh, <laughs> I suck now. So if I wanted to get back into it, I would, but I'm probably not going to touch it for a little while longer just because uh, when you get into a game and you're immediately bad at it again, even though you know that you used to be good, you're kind of like, eh. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll just remember how good it was instead of re-experience the shit that it was to get through. 
Hmm. Um, but it's a great game. Celeste is still amazing. If you're on the fence about this game, definitely recommend picking it up. Uh, I also played through Duskers, or not through, but a little bit of Duskers. Um, and you may remember on, I wrote on the a, computer, right? On the computer, I, okay. I wrote a review of this a while ago. It's on PixelRadar.com. And Duskers, you are a drone pilot. You are navigating through. Uh, the world of starships that you dock with to harvest for parts uh, through the eyes or camera rather of your drones. And there is a nice third person top down view of the drone camera and what it can observe. Uh, and there, there is a map view, uh, which is very like shell based kind of early game graphic design um, uh, pixel art. And it, um, it's all controlled through the lines of a bash interface. So you have, a, oh. you have a bash shell in the corner, and you have your map up in the top that's got, like, real-time positioning of where your drones are. And you're just, like, putting in, like, and you pre, put in commands. pre-text commands. Yeah. Like, is there, like, a list? There's a list, but you can type it all out manually if you want to. So, like, you basically type out navigate one r5 and then you open d6 and d7 which opens the two doors that will allow your drone to navigate there and your drone will kind of pilot itself through the rooms until it gets to room five Uh, and then you can close door six behind it sealing it into the room so that whatever might be lurking in that which kills your drone doesn't escape and eat the rest of your drones okay Hmm. um it's really it's really good and as as horror games go uh, this actually is one of the scarier games I've ever played in a great way because you you hear with perfect auditory clarity all of the sounds around you in a ship. It sounds like you were encased in a steel tube with computer monitors whirring around you. You hear the computer keyboard clicks as you type it in, like you're sitting in front of an old monitor looking at it, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you can just see and listen and as stuff, if you go to first-person mode or third-person mode over your drone, you can hear your drone and see your drone get totally wrecked by whatever might be lurking in there or bacteria infection is starting to spread through the ship or whatever it is, um, or like robots or kill, kill machines. Um, killbots. And, yeah, killbots. And as they get closer to the airlock that separates you from the rest of the ship, if they get into the airlock and they break down whatever door, uh, you hear them like screaming towards you and then the sounds get overwhelmingly loud when they're in there and they kill you. And like your your actual monitor gets like spattered with blood like when you die, <laughs> when your character actually dies and not just all the drones go out. It's, fan- it's really fantastic. I can dig it. Um, but you can open airlocks in the game and just blow shit out into space. And when you do that, it damages the hull of whatever ship you're on. You can try to harvest parts. You can actually try to take over bigger bigger and better ships. If you've cleaned out whatever infection and you've reinforced the doors, uh, mm-hmm. you can actually transfer your drone control station to the control po- cockpit of the new sta- starship because um, it has more mod slots or whatever and take off. Um, it's awesome. Duskers, highly recommended. One of the best games uh, for Steam that's out there, I usually find it's really cheap. Uh, totally underrated, Jim. I gave it a hugely amazing score, like a 9 out of 10. It's amazing. Nice. Duskers is $20 on Steam. Uh, I also tried some City Skylines because I have that. Turns out I'm not good at City Skylines. You have I it do not for know Switch Steam or PC? For, uh, okay. for PC, yeah. Um, 
You're not a management sim guy. Not a management sim guy. I tried to play for like 40 minutes. Turns out everybody hates living in filth, and then I ran out of money, <laughs> and I can't figure out how to get. God. I can't figure out how to get um, my pipes to take their poop away. Uh, and then when I get the pipes to take their poop away, I don't have money to continue <laughs> expanding my city to get taxes. So okay. I don't know what's going on. Uh, and then I played a little Hollow Knight also because I watched the speed run of that, and it's amazing. And I was blown away by the fact. I didn't, dude, there's a battle in Hollow Knight that took me three days to complete, and this dude did it in one run and, like, two minutes, because apparently you can just drop a chandelier from the ceiling, kill half of the Watcher Knights, and then you don't have to fight half of them, because they're dead. Huh. You know the roly-poly ones? Yeah. Like, the the big fat knights that sort of get gas from the lanterns that come down? Dude, that took me forever to beat them apparently if you go up and to the left before you even enter that room there's like a secret hidden chamber and you can knock one of the chandeliers down which kills half of the enemies and then you only have to fight five knights instead of ten knights well isn't that lovely to know now it is now that i have beat the game i i am i can't believe you did, i can't believe you didn't know you could cram charms i did that by accident i didn't know i could cram charms either yeah i did that by accident i was like oh what what in the hell did i just yeah do? No, well now that i know that i can go in and do that for the final boss because like if you take damage on him anyway, you're dead, so what you might you as well. What think is the final boss. No, it is the final boss. You don't know that. I do know that. No, but you it's, don't. Yes, I do. But no, it's, you don't. Okay. There are more bosses to beat. It's just that is the one that will give me the end credits. Then I guess it's not the final one if there's more to beat. Oh, my God. Um, I do hmm. need to beat the rest of the... Um, what is it? I need to beat the rest of the uh, Colosseum, and I need to go through the Mantis Lord as well uh and also i need to kill maribel because she stole all my gold did i tell you this that bitch the banker yeah she took all of the geo that i had oh shit and then she went to the and then she went to the the hot springs baths and she's in there like oh um yeah all your geo uh i spent it um so i don't really have any money for you oh my god though right and you're like what the hell dude so you're telling me I should pull my Geo out from her bank immediately. You can never trust the banks, man. You can never trust the bank. You I need should to pull your start, Geo out. I need Everybody to just start... Just trust Tom Nook. I just got to start stuffing my Geo in a mattress. You know, as far as like bankers and games go, Tom Nook is actually a pretty decent guy. Bro, with he's no zero interest, interest loaner, dude. Like, yeah, he's man. amazing. Zero he interest is. loan and no time limit. Yeah, it's yeah. true. That is the most amazing deal. If I could find that in real life, you better believe it. Everyone hates him, but he's the most generous guy. He really is. You're not going to find that in the real world. Mm-mm. 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 I mean, I bet his profit margin is through the roof, but still. It's fine. So, back so, out. You were talking about Geode. Uh, yeah, so basically Maribel is a piece of crap, the banker, and don't trust her because she'll go to the hot springs and, and spend all your money on like a booze cruise. Oh, my God. I can't believe that. I so, feel so betrayed. So pull, so pull your Geo out is <laughs> the Fuck. pro tip. And spend it because I was like, I was saving up, dude. I had like seven thousand geo in That's there. That's what and I, I was doing. Blow it all on on stuff at the end of the game. Uh, Turns shit. out you should spend it when you have it. Man, that is that is a harsh life lesson. Yeah. So I I can't decide whether or not I want to kill her or not because you I think you have the option to attack, uh, and I sort of discarded that option for the moment. But I might just look up what happens if I do, and maybe she turns into an elder boss or some crazy shit. Huh. Uh, which would be cool. Um, 
Yeah, so that's it. I've just mostly been playing those things. And then, again, Starlink, we'll talk about that when it's time. Tris. What's up, dude? You've been playing, bruh. What you been playing? Um, Playa? Basically, just a lot of Black Ops 4 all week. Oh, That's yeah. true. Yeah, you got a couple wins under your belt. I have five squad wins and Yo. one duo win on Blackout now. That... I never thought that in 2018 I would say this, but, like, this Call of Duty has... Ca- captured me in a way that Whoa. I don't think I have been by a shooter in a very long time. Really? Wow. I think a lot of that is honestly, I know like it's it's a controversial topic, but getting rid of the camp or the uh, the campaign and just making it a multiplayer focus only, mm-hmm. I think really allowed them to focus in on what people want out of a Call of Duty game. Right. Um, and I think this is like this was a really good opportunity, not only to like introduce um, the Battle Royale mode, which is obviously crazy popular right now, but just a return to form for what people want out of out of that kind of franchise, which clearly wasn't you know running on walls and jetpacks and crazy future tech. Although um, that was a great game. Which one? Um, Mech Warrior Five. Speedrun McGillicuddy. Yeah, that's a good game. Uh, <laughs> Whatever the one with B, um, B four, B two. No idea what you're talking about. Was like, oh, you're talking about like Advanced Warfare or something? No, I'm talking about the first person shooter where you were. Are you thinking of Titanfall? Titanfall. Oh, two. Titanfall. Well, yeah, but Titanfall. That's a good game. Titanfall it's not. Really it's not game. going for the Call of Duty thing. Like it's very. Very. I feel like know, that was more focused advertised. On the That's very advertised. Hey, this is this is the future shooter with with mechs, and you're, right. you're you're controlling robots, and you are you're running you're running on walls because that's what you have to do to fight these mechs. Like that's the mechanic in that. Mm. Where in the Call of Duty games that introduced that, it was like we're making this mobility because it's hot right now, which just didn't right. really work on a level that people cared about tactical shooters really need um so this one like totally brought it back to more of a classic modern warfare style call of duty form and it's really working in its favor um all of the all of the multiplayer modes so far have been great i i still even outside of uh blackout i've spent more time in the classic call of duty multiplayer style um it just has a really good flow, and the progression system is really great. It keeps you feeling like you're unlocking stuff uh, and giving you a reason to play. Uh, whereas the blackout mode, the battle royale mode, never really feels like you're progressing to anything other than getting a higher level. You're never unlocking you know, aesthetics or anything at this point. Mm, um, you're right. just going for wins. Um, but it's really good. Like... Call of Duty has always been one of those social shooters to me where I just play. I only play it because my friends are playing it and we're all playing it. But that's not the reason that it's fun. It's it's just... It, it is fun and you're playing it. They've introduced a lot of cool mechanics that sort of change up the formula in a way that makes it still different. Like you have to manually heal yourself, which at first everybody was like, that's dumb. It should be auto heal because it's how it's been for Call of Duty all the time. Mm-hmm. But it really adds this element of okay, Pressure. I have to I have to monitor what's going on now and these stressful situations where 
okay, I clearly I shouldn't charge in. I should I should back off and heal myself up. Um, it's it's really it's just refreshing. Uh, I re I'm really digging it. And the battle royale mode I think is not only is like the most functional console battle royale available now. Like it's like PUBG sucks. It's just broken still, and they don't seem to care about fixing it. Um, I thought they were at the end of their window to repair stuff. Dude, I don't know. Whatever Tencent's doing. Isn't there like a fix PUBG thing mm -hmm. going on? Yeah, but most of those uh, optimizations, because like a majority of the PUBG player base still is, especially after Call of Duty's come out, is on PC. Mm, right. So I, I'm very doubtful that those kinds of optimizations will come to PC or to a console in, in a form that it needs it, to. It's good, yeah. Right. Um, they don't have any real incentive. The battle royale mode in this, it's the only battle royale mode that I feel like hmm. you have a chance no matter what. Uh, and so, so like with Fortnite, you're at the mercy of your ability to A, build quickly, and B, the type of gun that you pick up. And that's the same for PUBG. There are many guns in that game that just feel like, man, I'm at a disadvantage because either they don't have a... a high enough fire rate or a damage rate or they're not the right color because in Fortnite they have colors that are more powerful based on what your what your luck of the draw is in the call of duty every gun feels lethal even without attachments if you're good enough mm. so you can walk it you know i can i can hold my own with a pistol if i'm prepared uh i, I don't feel like oh man the odds were stacked against me um and that feels really good. That's a And plus. it feels really accessible. Because it doesn't always happen in those kind of games. No, no, it doesn't. Um, there are still things like they have, like, occasionally you'll run across a gun that's glowing gold. And when you pick it up, it's like a, basically a decked out version of that gun. So it's like got the attachments already on it. So it's just ready to go. Um, mm. But like, even like with like, you know, I pick up a, a regular AR with iron sights. Like I can, I can mow down two or three dudes that if, if I'm prepared. Um, so it just feels really good to play. Uh, um, there are some hitching issues still on the Xbox S version I, I've noticed. And it gets frustrating sometimes because like you'll be like charging into a firefight and you aim down sights and then the server like hitches up for two or three frames and it just totally throws you off whack and you die. Mm. Uh, they released a patch last night and I haven't played it since then. So I'm hoping that maybe that addresses it, but that's like really my only complaint so far about that COD game. Um, and nobody's talking about it. I don't know why, but they put like a full on uh, Counter-Strike mode in it. They did? Yeah, it has, there's, 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 a uh, there's a game mode called Heist. And you go in, you drop into it, everybody starts with a pistol. They have a salary, there's a buy menu before each round. It's exactly like uh, Counter-Strike, not quite... You know, like the motion's different, obviously, because it's it's a different engine, so it feels different to play. But like the the basic idea behind it is the same, and it's really fun. Um, huh. So it's like feels like this Call of Duty was like trying. Treyarch, to Treyarch was gap. Treyarch was really like okay, you know, we've clearly misstepped last year with World War II and overabundance of uh, microtransactions and stuff. The year before that, we misstepped with uh, Blops Three because the 
mobility aspect nobody really dug. So let's just put everything that everybody loves about modern shooters into this game because right. I'm convinced like if it had gone bad for Treyarch this year, Activision may have revisited their annual cycle for COD games because it's just nobody was nobody was people were playing them because people will always play them, but they weren't raving about them like they have been in past years. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Hmm. And it turns out it worked because this COD has like broken Call of Duty digital sale records uh, for like every every game. I, saw, well, I think it was That's Call of impressive. Duty. It was like 500 million or something mm-hmm. in the first couple days or something crazy. It just, it feels really good to play. And you don't have to be, they, they also, and this is, I think, it probably makes some of the pro players upset, but for more casual shooter players like myself, they took a Overwatch approach and introduced um, an EKIA system where assists now count towards your kill-death ratio. So if I participate in a kill, I'm getting points for that kill, and it sh- it's reflecting on my leaderboard. Um, like an assist. Bonus. Like an assist. So like if, if I hit you with some bullets and then somebody else takes them down, I'm still getting credit for that kill, just like uh, Overwatch. So like Overwatch, yeah. So even if you're not top-tier god mode player, but you know I've always been a support character mm-hmm. when i play those types of games like nobody else ever wants to be the guy that holds on the launcher to shoot down uavs of course. and i'm always that guy mm-hmm. so my arsenal is never as decked out as like the powerhouse dudes um so my kill count has never been like really high 20s this, 30s 40s like some you. of my friends but my assist counts have always been like you know top two every consistently every game and pretty right. much every shooter i play it's cool that they give you so, credit for that now so yeah, exactly. so the fact that they give you those kind of bonus points uh, for for participation, um, that feels good. It it feels way more like it's wanting people to play instead of the Halo Five approach where they're like, okay, you're getting into this game, be good or go home. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they're they're welcoming you into the game, and I think that's a really smart. It's a really smart way to make people feel like they're having fun. So, right. yeah, I'm digging it. I, I how about that? I yeah, I know. I, I'm surprised you do. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I hated World that? War Two, and if you would ask me, if you would ask me three years ago, like, what do you think of COD? I would have been like, whatever. But now, <laughs> now it's like it's back. It's it's crazy. That I'm, is I'm, crazy. I'm curious to see Warfare, where they go from here. Did you play Modern Warfare Two? Modern Warfare, yeah, all the Modern oh. Warfare games were great, dude. Mm-hmm. And that was like that was like peak COD. Mm-hmm. Does it feel uh, like it's, know, does it feel like it's like that, like Pete Cod? No, I don't know that we'll ever get to a place where it feels like that. Pete Cod was like at a time where that that was what there was. There was that, and there was Halo, and there was Gears, and that, that was, was it. that was it. Yeah, and there was nothing else in in that landscape to to compete with. And now you have everything. Uh, and the good thing about that is, you know, they're all constantly feeding off each other's ideas to make the games better. Even when they take those kind of missteps of like, oh, let's put in, you know, wall running and stuff. And But, yeah, man. Uh, yeah, it doesn't feel like, you know, like, like Modern Warfare era games mm-hmm. really changed how shooters work. You know, those are the games that introduced like the consistent unlocking of attachments and perks to make you, to drive you forward and playing and stuff like those right. like RPG light buildups in, in shooters. 
Um, and now that's just industry standard. And so this feels more like a revival than a phenomenon, but it just, it, it feels so good to play. So digging hmm. it, digging it. Nice, man. How about yeah. that? And then, uh, the other thing that I've been playing is, you know, I, I pretty much what we've all been playing, which is Starlink. So I, mm-hmm. I guess now would be the time for us to talk about that. Do you want to do it before news or yeah, post news? Let's do post news. Okay. Yeah. Take me to the news, baby. Take me to the news. So, uh, in PlayStation news, uh, so as we, I don't know, I think you guys talked about it last week, or maybe it happened last weekend, so you didn't. There was a PlayStation uh, messages bug where if you had a certain string of special characters, it would cause your system to crash i'm pretty sure yeah. that i got it would like that a long time like i turned off like the incoming messages from randos yeah. thing because i kept getting like i'm a hot girl come to my website messages yeah. and like yeah and it I'm was not about that it was basically good my uh my desire to talk to people on the internet that aren't my friends super limited yep uh less than zero at this point in my life yeah, yeah i used to be able to tolerate like randos joining in xbox live or whatever yeah. And then send you a friend request and you'd play with them again later after a good match. But now I'm like, yeah, you know, that's, I really don't care. That's one good thing that this COD has is in the options, there's a, an option to just mute everybody that's not in oh, your party nice. immediately. Nice. So it's just like, I just turned that on immediately because I'm not about it. Um, the same Overwatch, yeah, I don't need to know what my team squad said. But it, but it was basically just a soft lock. But what sucked is the only way to get around it is you'd have to reset your system, which wipes everything out. Um, but they fixed Wait, it. Wait, reset. Reset as in factory, factory reset. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was a. It was bad. You couldn't like delete the message nope. from like well, the message wait, app. Okay, no, wait, hang on. I thought you could delete it from the messages app. This specific bug. I don't know. That's just what I read. I read you could get around that. I could uh, be wrong. But... I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't matter that's now. Cr- just update. That's crazy. That's such a weird oversight. It was by Sony. I mean, it was. It's no different. We've seen the same thing on iOS. Soft reboots. Yeah. So that's... like. Shit is weird, man. Shit is weird with characters and coding. Um, but yeah, they they firmware update six point zero point two came out. Supposedly fixed it. Um, so this was interesting. I didn't see this coming. PlayStation View, which if you don't know, is Sony's like streaming platform, which is actually pretty decent. Except what annoys me is in New York, all of the all of the uh, the packages are ten dollars more expensive. Because why the hell not? I guess. Uh, but anyway, their service is actually now, uh, it's the first one that's going to be integrated into Apple's TV app across iPhone, iPad, and Apple TV, uh, which I thought was interesting. I, I didn't see that coming because PlayStation View hasn't even been on Apple TV, yeah. at least as far as I know. It was on iOS, uh, I think. Normally yeah. when those kind of services that are like, hey, we started as exclusive, now we're on everything, like when, when they go like that that route of inclusivity like they're not doing so hot mm-hmm. the problem so with- i'm wondering like what is the what is the like cable cutting uh package industry look like right now the right. problem I, this is someone I've, i have no experience like i've never i think paid youtube for cable is the best way adult, to go so. now i mean the problem with playstation view is the name so like every time you say playstation view people think it only works on a playstation system they should call it like sony view or sony tv yeah. or something mm-hmm. yeah but they have the brand you know like not i know but brand. it's like it's this like it they do, but it's 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 very weird, 
You know what I mean? I, there's both sides to it. Yeah, PlayStation is a huge brand, but I don't know. But yeah, so that's a thing now, which is uh, which is pretty interesting. I personally, we just have uh, Netflix and Hulu. Yeah. Um, T-Mobile pays for my Netflix. It's pretty great. That's pretty great. That is pretty, pretty great. That's a plus. Uh, over Nintendo, so Pokemon Go players will soon start, start seeing pocket monsters from Diamond, Pearl, and Platinum eras. Hmm. They'll appear in the wild during raids and hatching from eggs. Okay. Um, That's cool. Yeah, my uh, my nephew called me, and he's like, what is this thing? Because he's eight, so he's mm-hmm. <laughs> no idea. I'm like, well, that's that's a turtwig. It's your bud. What's a what's a turtwig? I love I love those experiences where like I can be the old the old grandpa gamer and be like, oh my day. Yeah, yeah. Back in my day. It's so weird to like. I don't I don't mean to sound like back in my day right now, but like it's so weird to consider like there is an entire generation of people that were just born into the era of like HD gaming. You know? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I was so I forget where I was, and this person was like, "Yeah, uh, I started I started with blah 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 on PS2." I was just I was like, "Holy shit! Oh my yeah, that's god!" Nuts. I mean, you know that wow. everybody who grew up in the in like the I was, I was reading was that like, uh, these scrubs I, don't even know what it was like. Oh to yeah, play but it's just it's crazy it's crazy day. to be that person now and be like, "Holy!" I shit. I was reading the um, it'll happen to you. The Pokemon. I was reading the Pokemon Go news <laughs> on Twitter, and there were people that were like, "My first Pokemon game was." Uh, black and white and i'm like oh my god dude i was a billion so old when that came out and like even last night i was playing um one of my coworkers. he he's younger than i am and he was like four when the first halo came out and he'd never played through the campaign so i was playing through the campaign with him on uh master chief collection mm-hmm. and like he's Did like, you switch the graphics like why to show these mechanics like? like yeah exactly like you press back he's and he's like, oh my god, I remember this, and this dark hallway scared me so much when I was little. I'm like, oh my god, what's what's happening right now? <laughs> but I was like, asking all these mechanics, like, why isn't this here? Like, mm-hmm. it was 2001, bro. Like, I hadn't figured that shit out yet. Oh, speaking of mechanics, real quick, that's two other things that really annoy me about uh, Dragon Quest is the O button is to jump, and the start yeah. bu- the start button doesn't bring up your menu. It's for auto yeah. run. What brings up your menu? You have to like press the little touchpad. Circle. No, not even the touchpad. You have to hit triangle. Oh. It drives... Oh no, yeah, I guess that's a pretty standard JRPG oh, fair. Like that's what that's how it was in like Final Fantasy and just, stuff. Just let me jump with X circle. Oh my god. Yeah, but you're you're putting but you're I know, to put I know, your action I know. game into your RPG and that's not that's not that's not what's goes. important in those games. Uh, it's a good game though. It, uh, it's so visually cool to watch cuz it just looks like a freaking like computer like cg cartoon at times anyway um yeah so moving on uh nintendo revealed a brand new diablo 3 themed edition switch console which has cool little like graphics on the dock and everything oh there's a con- i thought i saw the pro control i didn't know they were doing a full bundle there, yep there's a full bundle uh That's it, in- dope. it includes a uh, like i said a dock that features diablo 3 artwork a download code for diablo diablo 3 uh, Eternal Collection and a themed carrying case. So uh, that'll join the Pokemon Let's Go and Smash Brothers Switch bundles, like themed bundles for the holidays. So there's going to be a lot of Switch uh, bundles. Okay. Uh, so on the topic of uh, Starlink, before we actually discuss it more, I don't know if you guys have seen, but there's like quite a few people 
uh, on Twitter and elsewhere and Reddit, um, not too happy with Best Buy because apparently they bought the phys- people who some people who bought the physical starter packs haven't mm-hmm. actually received the game. Again. Yeah, that happened to a uh, Nintendo Power couple. Oh, yeah. did it? Oh shit! Yeah. The game's actually just not in there. <laughs> not in there. Some people said they had the the game case. How do you let that happen? I don't know. But a couple people were saying that the get the box wasn't sealed. So I don't know if people are like cutting the box, the seal of the box, and then swiping them. So you're like, or if it's suggesting uh, maybe it's an internal problem. Some people are thinking that. Other people are thinking maybe it's just a manufacturing thing. But then people have but how seen many of them. them? I mean, I'm sure it's a small amount, but this is the internet, so even a hundred I mean, more than even a hundred people, it's going to sound big, and it's going to be all over the gaming news. It sounds big enough that you know other people are noticing, I guess. And I mean, you know, this is the this is the world we live in now. But yeah, that's yeah. Uh, that's interesting. So if that's happened to you, uh, reach out to Best Buy. Some people have had luck going into a Best Buy store and getting a swap. But last I saw when I wrote the uh, the weekly retro, uh, they were sold out online at Best Buy. Ubisoft mm. is saying you can reach out to them too. So I don't know if maybe they're giving out a code. I I don't know. It but looks like they gave a code to the Nintendo Power, Nintendo yeah. Power Couple for immediate play. Yeah. And and Best Buy was giving them a disc, so maybe but they'll do a giveaway. For, reg- for regular consumers, I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know, man. Because they're, you know, they're small press. Um, but yeah, I mean, Ubisoft says you can reach out to them too. So hey, why not reach out to both, see what could happen. Maybe Ubi will give you a code and you'll be good. Because uh, Starlink is a cool game. We'll get into that then. NBA 2K2... Oh, God, I hate this name. NBA 2K Playgrounds 2, <laughs> stupid-ass name, is it now is available a, on Switch. Speaking of not games... Not a great name. And it's not a great game. Well, at least the first one wasn't. And uh, apparently, 2K and Saber Interactive thought so, too, because now you can't even get that game. The original you NBA, can't buy it? The original NBA Playgrounds is not available for purchase. You can still download it if you had purchased it, but now they're strictly pushing Playgrounds 2. Because the first one was horrendous. Yep, they're they're really trying to separate themselves from that. I, I hate that name so much of the second one. It's so bad. It's so bad. <laughs> you know, it's not bad though. I'm going to tell you, Will, because you're giggling over there. I'm ready. In the world of Xbox, four new Xbox 360 titles are now available. New Xbox 360 titles? Well, new Xbox 360 backwards compatible titles. Oh, okay, Jesus right, 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 Christ, Will. Right. My okay. God, get I with wanted it! To make sure we weren't a bunch of Valve ones, right? To... Yeah, a bunch of Valve historic uh, collection of Half Life, the Orange Box. That's a great game. Yeah. Which historically, those console ports outside of Portal were not great. Yeah, like Agreed. I remember the Orange Box trying to play Team Fortress on that, and it was. You want to play TF2 on Steam? Ooh, well, now you don't want to play TF2 at all because it's completely Overwatch. toxic. Yeah, uh, the user base is just not friendly. It turned into CS. It uh, it also even even CS is more accepting than TF2 now. Ugh. TF2 uh, has achievements for making people so mad they quit the server. Yeah. You can also get Left for Dead, which is okay, but you can get Left for Dead Two, which is awesome. Uh, Left 4 Dead game. is good. Left 4 Dead 2 is so much better. Left 4 Dead 2, 2 was... I'm ready for Left 4 Dead. I was talking about this last uh, night. Left 4 Dead 3 would be... I would... Oh, my God. I, I would love mm. that Valve got back into making video games because, man, I'm ready for Left 4 Dead 3. It's like I had Left 4 Dead and then 2 came out and I was like, oh, my God, 2 is everything I wanted 1 to be. So I just we like moved on from that real quick. Yeah. Uh, 2 was so good. Uh, man, oh, man, oh, man. Maybe we should do a Left 4 Dead 2 uh, match one day. 
Uh, yeah. That'd be yeah. sweet. And they, they, they uh, regularly sell it on PC for like a dollar. Yeah. Ah, oh, such a good game. I think I got Man. it for free, actually. They gave it for free one Christmas. That would, that would make sense. Hmm. <laughs> uh, moving on over to industry news. So speaking out of Fall Festival broadcast... Uh, Dragon Quest producer uh, Yu Miyaki said that he still intends on creating a Western offline version of Dragon Quest X, um, which is a game that came out in Japan in 2012 as an MMO. It was an MMO, dude. I don't. I don't know how you. I gonna... appreciate the gesture, but like, <laughs> what gonna... are you losing from that kind of version of that game? Story. I mean, it's weird. Like, it. I, I, feel I would like, play it for sure, especially if I have to wait however long for the Switch version of DQ11. I'm but. so torn on DQ11 for Switch because it looks so beautiful, so so beautiful on like a PS4. Yeah, but it's also a but it would be hundred hour game that I would be much more inclined to play on the go. Yeah, exactly. It would be a super cool game to play on the go as well. Uh, no Man's Sky developer Hello Games has been sending out surveys to random players asking about what they'd like to see in their next post uh, after next. One of the options was VR support, uh, which was apparently the number one thing after multiplayer support, which the game now has. Um, you could just go play Starlink instead because it's, it's basically better. Basically better. Of of, uh, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, so this, oh, can, this, can, can we, can we hold up for a sec? Yeah. I just totally forgot something that I played that I think is probably important to bring up. Bring it up. Um, I got invited to do that project stream thing for Google Chrome. Oh, yeah. uh, so I got access to, uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which I played maybe two hours. Um, it seems like an okay game, but the streaming thing way better than i expected i was just gonna say here it works really well and apparently um, on switch it works really well as well too also <laughs> wait what does it work on, wait it works on switch in japan oh the, the google one no so in japan they also they have a streaming service for switch where oh you can for play, like they do like you can play resident like evil resident stuff, yeah. yeah resident evil and yeah. now this game but apparently um, they both run really well which isn't surprising because the internet infrastructure is way better than ours. You know, I've tried OnLive, I've tried PlayStation Now, and those both had considerable lag at times. Um, and this didn't. Like, it, I'm sure that it would feel different if I was playing like a competitive shooter or fighting game, but you know, a, a single player experience that's totally isolated, like Assassin's Creed, felt fine. I honestly um, feel like if anyone can make gaming game streaming happen it would be google or amazon or microsoft yeah with um, probably probably with google or amazon probably google leading the pack just because yeah they, well, they got the servers they exactly can. like if anyone has the, the muscle behind it it would be them but microsoft and amazon would be close runners up i think yeah uh it was nice you know i, I plugged my xbox controller in to my computer and it just worked oh no um, shit chrome chrome recognized it immediately so that was nice how is your memory um, usage? Because it's Chrome. It didn't seem crazy. Interesting. Um, yeah, it was. I was surprised at how, especially for like a beta period, how effective it was. Wow. You know, like obviously when hundreds of thousands of users are able to get on the service, maybe that'll make a difference. But I don't think it, it would that much because, like I said, it's Google. Like their infrastructure is bananas. Visually. Bananas. <laughs> Obviously, it didn't look 4K. You know, it, it had that like it. 
probably it, almost like a filter but still like a, like like a light not, screen filter I, like i'm watching a video of me playing the game or yeah, something it's, so it's probably it looked, it's probably it like fine. a dynamic resolution too yeah it looked fine you know the, ga- the game looked next gen it just didn't it didn't pop like it would if i was playing you know natively plugged into my hdmi obviously um but i was impressed by the the service so far so you know good on them cool i so, i'm man. As much as I, as weary as I am to, to consider that, like, the future of gaming, I think it's probably inevitable at some point. Mm-hmm. But... We had a good long conversation about that, and just the yeah. change for games as a service, um, and, you know, like, the technology is going to be able to support it. Once the tech gets to the point where companies can be like, well, if I can host this whole thing through a browser, why, why pay manufacturing costs, and why pay publisher costs, and why pay you know, licensing costs to those. I mean, that's how people, that's how Quake is played these days. If you're still into Quake, Quake is all hosted on servers. If you can subset all of those costs, then it makes sense for them to invest in that Mm R&D. So I don't want that to be the reality. I don't. I want it to be sure. I want it to be a secondary thing that I can do with the games I already own. And I think, I think with the way infinite internet infrastructure works today, I think that that's the, it's going to be the case for a good long time. Yeah. I don't think we have to worry. Well, I don't think people Um, want that anyway. No, I mean, it's like when Xbox came out and had all the, the things that they had to backpedal on the Xbox One. Like, but then again, people will react. And, yeah. you know, Google has a history of reacting to, to people's criticisms. Like when they revealed that Google AI thing that will answer your phone calls like a creep, they were like, no, 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 we changed it. It's, we realized that that was over, overstepping. But then again, to play devil's advocate, we're also the generation where we owned, like, CDs and movies and, and games and like most content is no longer we bought our that. software but this newer generation is growing up with Netflix and Hulu where they don't own no, anything you're right you're definitely it's right it's just like their their content in their life just ebbs and flows so maybe a couple generations later they won't even think anything of it I mean the good I mean, thing that's something that's fair man I, honestly I'm I'm starting to feel even like myself like I don't particularly care and I know this is like weird to say, but I don't particularly care that I don't directly own no, the products I that I play anymore. Like I'm I at a point where like I go through games. You mean as far as yeah, just you mean as far as digital, like, if digital I, content? Yeah, and like music, even it's like, just a convenience. I don't care about owning music. I, or anything like anymore. it would be really nice to listen to whatever X song a million times, and like I can say I own Michael Jackson's collection of whatever greatest hits, but like. If that suddenly disappeared and I could never listen to it again, I would be upset. But would I? Would I freak out? I think music's no. a different. I think music's a different. I, I mean, to me, it's, to me, it's. I would similar. be. I would be upset. But I, I don't know. I would say, you know, obviously this could change at a, a heartbeat. You know, given like with the way technology advances, but as technology gets better, it's easier for them to emulate older software. And the way Microsoft is leading the pack on backwards compatibility and including the ability for people to play that digital content that they already purchased, you know, 10, 15 years ago. That's impressive. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that I see that doom and gloom scenario where the Xbox three comes out and all of a sudden that ability, you know, they break that bridge of me being able to to touch that backwards content, mm-hmm. uh, right? Because there will always be people that want to experience, you know, like whether for archival purposes or 
you know, just educational purposes. There will always be people who don't want to play that old stuff. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, but, I mean, the silver lining behind all that is like society is going to collapse in like 10 years <laughs> anyway. Anyway, so, then, so oh, there you go. So, for the sake of time, I'm going to cut <laughs> the rest of the. Uh, the rest of the industry news, nothing too That's crazy. Fair. You can read it on com. Let's talk Starlink. Wait, no, 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 no. Yeah. Nothing too crazy? I mean, you can talk about Red Dead Redemption 2 and Rockstar Games and all that stuff. That's a big deal. I know you, it's a big deal. Have you seen what happened because of that? Go no, on. Actually, what happened? Tell us all so, about it. Rockstar, so Dan Hauser made it comment in an interview about basically bragging that um, oh, right. people were wa- working 100 hour weeks to finish Red Dead Redemption 2. Yeah. Games Journal Media got wind of it and it was a nightmare. Uh, people started coming out and saying, you know, like, this is this is terrible, this is abuse, crunch is awful, which yes it is. Um, they tried to backpedal it by saying like, hey, we never forced anybody. Uh, <laughs> wasn't a very effective backpedaling well then they then, he also said they never were, forced anybody they just can eat if they do it well then he also <clears> said it was well, he also said it was just him and like four other people that did that worked 100 hour weeks for like three weeks well it turns out that's not true yeah straight up um, i'm sure in a very unrock star move they started openly encouraging employees to reach out on social media to praise the company or give you know open feedback and it was kind of a mixture. There were people that were like, no, this has never happened. This has never happened. And then there were people like, yes, it has. And it all seemed to be like a what level of employment are you kind of situation. Mm-hmm. You know, like obviously upper management may not yes. see that same kind of crunch demand. Mm-hmm. Um, but yesterday, Rockstar Lincoln, um, Jason Schreer reported this, uh, they got rid of mandatory overtime, which was a regular practice for that studio. Uh, of course, and then they, the way they spun it was, it was never mandatory. We just asked people. It's yeah, like, it's, yeah, but they felt pressure like they had There's to a huge it. difference, and you can say that it's not mandatory, mm-hmm. but when you start taking away incentives or bonuses or suggesting that performance reports may be affected, you're, you're, not, you're not making it mandatory, but you sure as hell are making it very, I mean, very... Implicitly, uh, but there's bad news if you don't. Yeah, exactly. Like you're 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 attaching negative connotation and possible consequence to not doing it. And yeah, so it's kinda like at Apple when they ask you to work overtime, except this affects you more. Yeah. Bam. Exactly. I'll say it. Yeah, the, you know, people have families, they have lives, and work life balance is important. Mm-hmm. Um and as Twitter has recently shown, making people feel like dirt for their poor decisions and actions will cause change. Mm-hmm. And this is a clear cut example of that outcry making a positive effect for games work, games industry workforce for right. sure. Um, I think that that's important enough to, to definitely at least bring up. Yeah. 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 That's worth talking about. So because at I the guess, end, like, if, if nobody had said anything other than, you know, like the games industry people with their common freak out, when a company like Rockstar makes these games, like, yeah, people will say, oh, Crunch is terrible. How could Rockstar do this? But then they're all going to buy that game and reward that company for that practice. And then it's just going to continue. Yeah. So, I don't know. 
that's a whole philosophical debate, dude. But good thing, good good changes by Rockstar Lincoln. You know, that's a plus. Do you think this is going to impact their sales? Why would it? It's the game's out. I don't. I think that Rockstar, because Rockstar is a company that puts out a game every five years. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't have like an Ubisoft cycle. So when they drop a game, it's a big deal. And yes, this crunch thing is big within games industry media, but that's still a very, let's be honest, consumer, very low attendance rate for people tuning into that. Consumerism the, doesn't the, care. They the, want, the, they yeah, want the, the general products. consumer, the mass public doesn't even know that this is a problem. And you even know, if they, they, even if they did, I feel like half of them will buy the game anyway. Yeah, you true. look at, you look at our city, for example, a majority of people are just seeing the billboards on top of the subway entrances that say Red Dead Redemption 2 and they're like, oh shit. That's, and that's as far as it goes and then they buy it. Yeah. Yeah, so, that's fair. Yeah, I don't think that it affects sales. Well, if it does, very, very minimally. Even even right. the game journalists that are making a big deal... They're going to buy it. They're they going to it. buy it and they're going to praise it and it's going to get Game of the Year rewards and it's it's a hypocritical cycle for sure. Like people voicing their opinion but refusing to do anything about it much like the vote i'm not gonna skip going to that uh just like voting yeah vote I'll go there everybody vote everybody vote everybody vote if you don't whoever vote, you want i don't care just vote make yeah. your opinion notice we are the future uh yeah no it's not gonna affect sales people are gonna buy that game like wildfire true facts comes out well, in a week let's talk about a game that has come out and we've all been playing and i know that people want to listen to us talk about let's talk about starlink Good luck. Uh, <laughs> good luck. I wanna. I wanna know first off. What do you guys think about the game? Best start Star with, Fox game in fifteen years. Let's start about that. Yes, I totally. Agree I. With you. I don't know if you're being sarcastic, but I agree with that. No, it it's, totally. Um, it's totally. Um. <laughs> t- so it re- it reminds me of a couple different things. So it reminds me of like Star Fox meets Destiny meets No Man's Sky and meets a little bit of Ratchet and Clank. I would say uh, Borderlands a little bit more. Okay. So for, I was, it's, it's definitely more open than I expected it to be. Same. I expected it to be a very Skylanders like linear type experience. I'm really pleased to discover. And then it drops you open. in, and when you see the scale of these worlds that you're exploring, you're like, "Oh shit, this is big." Yeah, yeah, and you like, can this like is, this is time consuming. Yeah, travel from one planet to the other, no load screens. It's yeah. so good. Um, it, the the so the the dog fighting and the piloting reminds me of like a Star Fox, and mm-hmm. then. You have the world exploration and the, you know, the mining and the resource gathering and the, the scanning of like um, fauna. That's kind of like No Man's Sky as well as the color palette. But and everything. it's not. It differs from No Man's Sky in the sense that it's not mandatory to your survival. Exactly. It's not. Right. It's like a No Man's Sky light. It's, it's approachable. It's right. not. It's not required. Mm-hmm. Exactly. There's no like there's no hunger or anything like that to manage. And that's yeah, that's really nice. Um, and that's you know, it's obviously a consequence of being designed for a younger audience because of the whole toys to life thing. Um, right. But the col- the collectathon aspect of like the was it called uranium? No, urethrium. What the hell's it called? Uranium. Whatever the currency is reminds yeah. me of like Ratchet and Clank as far as having to collect all the the nuts and bolts. Yeah. Um, as well as like all the different crazy weapons and upgrades. So each weapon has like all these different slots you can upgrade all these different abilities to, as well as the wings of your R wing, as well as your actual ship itself, as well as your uh, pilot. 
Uh, and then to me, the shooting aspect when you're on the ground, like hovering, kind of feels like a destiny. It's it's good, man. I like. I was really debating this game for a long time because you guys were talking about it, and long time in my world, by the way, is like a week. But the <laughs> the, um, the amount of hype and praise you guys were giving this game, I was on the fence, not because not because it didn't look fun or didn't look like a good space environment, but it looked more grindy than I really wanted to be getting into. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's the same week that dark souls remastered came out. So for a very long time I was like, okay, but I'm sort of obligated to get dark souls remastered because dark souls is my jam but you're and not. I need to play it. Um, you're free of those chains, but, but <laughs> I ended up deciding on Starlink after uh, my wife made a really great point, which is every time I play dark souls, I mutter angry things at the TV and I play it for like three or four hours at a time um, until I've beaten the boss or gotten through the next stage or whatever like that. And it doesn't seem very portable. Like I've never said, I want to play Dark Souls for 15 minutes. Right. That makes which sense. Is, yeah. Which is what you would kind of need to do on a Switch game or at least have some incentive to purchase it on a console that can go portable. The perk is I can play it anywhere. And so if that's the thing, like, I'm going to play it for three-plus hours. Do I need to play those three-plus hours on the Switch? You, or do I need to play them? battery will probably be dead in three-plus hours with a game like that, right. too. Or do I play it on my Xbox where I already own the game? It's just not the remastered edition. And on Xbox, there are achievements, so you can have bragging rights for all That's of true. the progress. Yeah. Exactly. Made. And I can be like, I took down the Lord of Cinder or whatever from playing, yeah. you know, Dark Souls Those are good points. one. So I don't know. I, so I'm, I'm thinking about it because it's a really great game. Um, and I would be interested in seeing how it plays in remastered edition. Like what's smoother about it. Like there are some parts in the original game that are a, a pain in the, in the D to get through just because of the load errors. Yeah. Uh, like it drops frames and you'll, you'll miss a switch, uh, a throw um, or a roll or a save or whatever. And you're like, you get your shit handed well, let's, to you. Let's bring it back to Starlink. But it's great. So uh, what do you yeah, what do you TLDR, think? It's great. Um, I'm digging it, dude. I really um, enjoy it. I think it's been worth the sixty. I didn't think it was going to be worth the sixty. I think it is worth the sixty. I'm kind of on the. Uh, I feel like I should have gone with the Will version. Like I got the digital I, deluxe. I'm exactly where you I, are. I, I wish I. I, don't I feel like played. having that much access to that much stuff out of the gate made me feel overpowered. Yeah, yeah. I've been playing the. I've been playing on hard. Uh, mm-hmm. With auto aim turned completely off, and it's a very hard dude. By the it. third world, it gets pretty difficult. I think that that's the deluxe edition is like a very clear phrasing for them being like halfway through development. They're like, "Oh shit, nobody wants these toys." Yeah, like let's give them let's give them an alternative, right? Uh, for for you know less money because they're not manufacturing plastic, but. <clears throat> just for the people that you don't want that. Cause everything that I've heard is especially on the switch version, like having those ships mounted on the controller, just make the controller feel very top heavy and awkward. Yeah. yeah it looks uh, definitely top I just, heavy. I have no desire for that, but at the same time, like, yeah, just being able to activate these ultimate weapons in a game that's already as forgiving as it is. Like I have to have it on, I have aim assist all the way off. I have it on very hard because otherwise it just, almost feels like the game shooting for itself. It really kind of does. It yeah. all the stuff will route to it, you know. Yeah, which is fine. You know, mm-hmm. like it is definitely a toys to life game marketed for younger kids. Um you can you can tell in the content and the aesthetic that 
Oh my god, this the ship is thirteen dollars. The audience digitally? is yeah, is is younger, but I don't know. Just like the absence of the challenge in the regular mode just feels a little jarring. It's super mm-hmm. impressive what Ubisoft is able to get out of that the hardware, especially too, on the, the Switch dude. engine. Yeah, first like that's the engine that uh, Rave uh, Rabbids. Mm-hmm. Uh, all their all their stuff has come out on our Raving Rabbids and both South Park games. Yeah. Uh, it holds up on Switch, which is something I didn't expect, especially in handheld. I expected yeah. handheld to drop considerably. No, it, man. I took a screenshot of, of a couple instances like uh, handheld and then docked right away. And it's not like obviously the resolution is halved. It's down to 720 yeah. or whatever. But like the details and everything are there. It's crazy. I'm digging mm. it. Um, yeah, but very enjoyable. A lot less. I mean, it's it's a little repetitive, but it's broken up by different boss battles and all these different things you're doing. Um, all the characters outside of the Star Fox clan are actually pretty enjoyable, I think. They're good, yeah. If I wasn't playing on Switch and I didn't know that this was a Star Fox title, I'd probably be happy playing with these guys. Um, but it is a Star Fox title, Well, it and kind so of, yeah. I'm going to only play with Star Fox. Exactly. That being said, I'm also really impressed with how lovingly they integrated Star Fox and everything. It's not just like a cameo just to be like hey look what we have it's like it's actually story woven into the story in like a meaningful way and all the characters interact with each other it feels like yeah but at the same time i do feel like when i'm playing as star fox i i just the way that the general narrative is going um at least from the early hours that, that i'm still at it feels like when i'm fox i'm playing alongside this story that is meant to be played by somebody else yeah yeah um, well, because that's like, it's clearly not as Fox. Well, because that's no, kind of how it is. Not. Is like you meet up with them and you just kind of bump into each other and help each other. So you are yeah. you are helping them with their, but you're also sort of doing everything. your own stuff. But then it's cool because I like the fact that you can spin off and in the upper right you can switch between, and it'll it's clearly shown like you're on a Star Fox mission, you're on a Starlink mission, or you're on a uh, side mission, and you can switch between whichever one whenever you want. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. I um. I love the space combat. I. I was telling Will earlier. It bums me out a little bit that I can't play. I'm. I'm so used to playing spaceship games like that in inverted flight controls, but the way that you transition from almost from space controls to almost like a tank like control when you're on atmosphere. It's just mm-hmm. too jarring for my brain to adjust oh, to have them between each other. So, like, I'm yeah, playing have, flight um, on regular. Same. It feels weird, but it, it's it just yeah. I, I just it doesn't. Do they have separate uh, options for each one? And yeah, then, you can and do, then you're supposed you can to. Do that's got to yeah. That's that's definitely got to be tricky because then you're switching like in your head. Yeah, that could be right. Yeah, I could see yeah, that. It's, it it just doesn't translate. At least to me. Uh, I mean, other people obviously may have an easier time with it, but. For me, it's like I couldn't do it, but it's it's fine, you know. It's it's all it's a much more arcadey shooter than yeah. something like, like an elite or something like that. Oh, for so sure. So it's it's very approachable. I also um, like the way that um, like I've been discovering weapon combinations, having different effects on different enemies, and like mm-hmm. I I've shot been loving the fire vortex. Yes, like, with the imploder uh-huh. and volcano. Dude, I, I, I found that out by like I, I found out, I found that out by accident. I was like, oh, and then also if you like freeze someone, like one of those like. Uh, like Cyclops type enemies, you freeze them mm-hmm. and then you shoot them, they'll shatter. But if you shoot them with fire, get them overheated and then freeze them, uh, just pop. It, it's like it's like thermal shock, it's called, or something. 
it's pretty cool uh, the different ways that you can mix them yeah i will say i'm not super fond of the mod system so far um i don't it uh, definitely offers you freedom but so far it doesn't feel like any of the mods make enough of a difference for me to care did you unlock the and ability that's a victim did you unlock the ability where you can um combine mods like for higher mods no. Okay. Eventually, maybe that will make. Ev- maybe yeah. that will change my mind about eventually, it. Eventually, that's like the second thing you unlock in like the big ship is the ability to okay. take rare mods or like um, uncommon mods, and you can meld them together to make okay. higher higher stat mods, which will make more. Okay. Difference. That, that may, okay. That that makes yeah, that system yeah, yeah. make a lot more sense that'll, because that'll like, unlock as a baseline system, soon. it's just like this is not really adding much. Yeah, no, it feels like, it feels like the beginning of destiny where like the mods are pretty weak, but eventually you can combine all these mods in the higher ones. Okay. That makes me happy. That is better. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So we're all in agreement. Uh, Starlink is a pretty awesome game. It's one thing that I will say that drives me crazy. And I couldn't figure it out until this morning when I was sitting, thinking about it, the VO in that game, not like the main characters, but like the NPC VO, is so bad oh my god i know the females oh, have this the female npc it sounds like they were all recorded by the same voice actor and i figured out why i hate it there's this youtube video of the olsen twins having a pizza party but the audio is slowed down so their voices sound super <laughs> pizza deep. yeah okay i'm gonna send you the guys Put the link. on a pizza exactly oh and it sounds god. exactly like yeah. that when you hear when you hear this you will be like oh my god it's spot it's, on it isn't it, it Dude, is annoying tony though. if you can splice it in that would be yeah, amazing that's what i'm talking about you see that you outlaw scrapheads? pasta Pizza. Uh, what's it's so bad, and and like everybody sounds like that, and I can't get it out of my brain. Well, it's, it's <laughs> all the same person, um, and it actually reminds me of like a South Park character. Hey guys, right. come on! Like yeah. they all have that exact look. Hey, what are you doing? Uh, I've been playing. Thank you for mostly. saving us. It's super weird. Yeah. Yeah, like it's it's very clear how they got that effect, and it was just taking a regular voice and slowing mm-hmm. it down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All this audio trick in the book. Tra la 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 la. It's really good, though. I uh, all together, this game is great. There are some weird things that annoy me, but not enough to worry about it. It will. What? Why don't you take us out? Maybe I will. Uh, <clears throat> thank you guys so much for listening to our podcast. This has been Early Morning Coffee Cast with. Tris and Tony and Will. Uh, we T-cast have for me. T-cast for Tris. Uh, we have very much enjoyed being with you for 139 episodes. 38. Right? 38 episodes. Um, it's amazing. You can support us if you like what we do because we like doing this for you uh, by going to our Patreon and being a donor, a monthly donor, at patreon.com slash pixelrader. You can also just read our articles and share them with your friends and family at pixelrader.com. And if you wanted to engage with us, we have a Discord. We have a Twitter at pixelrader, and we all have individual Twitter handles, which is usually where you can find us in the descriptions and how to link to us is down in the description of every podcast episode below. Um... Uh, we don't advertise except for ourselves, so the best way you can help us out is by leaving us a nice five-star review uh, and saying, hey, my favorite part is the 
ambulances outside of your apartment whenever you record. That's some uh, dose of realism Stealing. there for you. Um, and uh, yeah, definitely leave us a nice review if you like what we do, uh, or leave us a negative one, and then um, uh, go ahead and delete it right after, because that's my favorite part. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you guys so much for listening. It has been a pleasure. Uh, we'll see you guys in the next episode. See you guys next week. Uh, see you guys later. I'm going to play some Starlink. That's uh, what I'm going to do. Yeah. And I'm going to play with my puppy. Well, I mean, Tony, whoever's yeah. editing. What? Grab the audio from that clip. Yeah. And just put, put it, it in. in the background of Will's attire interstitial. It's yeah, I'm not going to do that. It's super no, dude, for real, it's totally worth it. And it, it, it comes as an audio clip. You can find it on iTunes. Oh, of course. Guaranteed. Later, guys. Bye. Bye. Okay, guys, we've cleaned out the refrigerator. I think we're just about ready to build the perfect pizza. Give me a pizza! P-I-Z-Z-A Give me a pizza! Um, did I happen to say... I want pizza! I bring you some chicken, throw it on top, and make the finger licking guacamole meatball with cream pouring like waterfalls. Here's a little sausage to make it hot. Here's a lot of ice cream to hit the spot. Toss the fish, let it Pizza. Pizza.